0: We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered.
1: listening live to the program your teams your town your program
2: back to harris with five to shoot harris splits two defenders kicks back burpee to beat the buzzer got it johnny burpee rips the cords the three ball falls and alan fieldhouse roars the jayhawks win Bounces back again. Bill Self, now 118-18, and 18,
3: coming off a loss. As NFL fans, we got robbed by another chance for, to see more Josh Allen in that game. If the kicker makes the field goal, we're going into overtime. So I go back to that 13-second game where they changed the overtime rules because of that game because Josh didn't get a chance to do that. But look, I would, those rankings right there, I mean, you can change them week to week if you want. But still, I'm taking, regardless of the outcome, I'm taking Josh
0: thought yeah um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there
4: And now
1: wondering when Josh Allen will finally get some recognition. Seren Petro. Right you are. Hey, right you are. Petro on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us here on a... Uh, it was foggy and icy this morning. Yes. I do you got out uh, as early as those of us with kids, but uh, today might have been the day to keep the kids home. Yeah. It was, it was slick Ooh. this morning. Yeah. It was slick,
4: uh, but uh, adding adding to it the visibility issues, and you had
1: yeah fairly... fun times. Uh, but it's warmed up. It's mm-hmm. warmed up. We're rocking and rolling now, and of course it's a Tuesday before the AFC Championship game. Uh, we'll talk some Chiefs football with you uh, here in the uh, program nine one three three eight ten eight ten. You can grab a phone line. I know we left a lot of people hanging. with a lot of folks who wanted to talk Chiefs. So you can uh, grab a line right now 913-810-810, the phone number. Uh, hit me up on the Twitter. It's at Soren Petro S O R um, E N P E T R O. And I'm and I'm curious. I heard a lively debate today on Get Up, and they they made a great point. I thought, or they had an interesting dialogue. You know, um, and shockingly, it didn't involve the Cowboys. So that was you know a good start. <laughs> Uh, Because generally most discussions on that show oftentimes uh, involve the uh, Cowboys. But they, they were talking about Josh Allen and kind of his place in history. And they said, listen, we don't blame Josh Allen for this loss. There was, you know, he played great. They said, Josh Allen, however, three years from now, four years from now, six months from now, the topic of Josh Allen will be he's never even gone. He has he made one AFC championship game. Yes. But he's never gone to the Super Bowl, let alone win it. No. And right or wrong, fair or unfair, you're measured by that. Yep. And Josh Allen, again, falls to Patrick Mahomes, now 0-3 in the playoffs. My question is, like it is clear, and maybe Lamar Jackson's going to have a brilliant performance and he can stay claim to say and... No, I'm on this level. They said today, and I'm curious if you agree, there's Patrick Mahomes and then there's a next tier. There's The top tier is one guy. Uh, we talked about this with Mike Sando, who was the first guy to do the quarterback tiers, and he does it from personnel people. And he had like four guys up there in, the, in that top tier, Mahomes, Burrow, was it Allen and Jackson? It wasn't Jackson. I think Lamar's kind of come up a notch. I don't remember who else might have been up on that line? But Or maybe it was just those three. I think he still had Rodgers. Did he have Rodgers up there? Maybe it was. This yeah, past summer, I yeah. think he had Rodgers still. That's, that's probably a pretty good point. Um, the point being, though, that there, in my mind, I, I would ask this. Is it already just definitively it's Patrick Mahomes and the rest, or is Lamar Jackson playing? to stay on that rung, to go to be at the rung. Does a win by Lamar Jackson at home in Baltimore in a conference championship game against Patrick Mahomes give him the right, but would it give you the view that he is the equal to Patrick Mahomes? Or not the equal, but belongs on the same tier. No one's going to say he's Mm -hmm. the equal, but you you get my point. Is is this, you know, does this become, is this a game? Because we always like to talk about what's at stake, and I think the quarterback position is what we talk about more than anything. Uh, Or or is it already like we're a couple years away from anybody being able to say, no, I I sit on the same perch as Patrick Mahomes. I I think if he does win, he will have the
4: same number of MVPs as Patrick Mahomes and will have gotten to a Super Bowl. But I going through Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Going through Mahomes at home. In his only postseason meeting against Patrick Mahomes. And, have, and again, we'll to be clear,
1: the, the point is not whether or not his yeah. career accomplishments are equal. They're right. not. They won't be. We know that. But as far as how you would view quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson, after engineering a one seed again, a second MVP, and then going through Patrick Mahomes to get there, would he deserve that he is top top shelf? Or is it still just Patrick Mahomes by himself? I tend to think it's still
4: just Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I would be fair to say that Lamar Jackson would then, I think, be on his own in the second tier. I don't think there's. I think you could say with two MVPs and an AFC championship, I think you'd have to put him maybe on the separate. If that's a separation of one to a, se- a second tier from Jackson, I think he'd have to be by himself on that tier because I don't think anybody else has anything close to, would have anything close to his trophy case from that standpoint. So, either they're, if they're not on the same tier, I think Jackson is by himself on the tier he is on, if that makes sense. I would still have him uh, one tier down, but I would have him by himself in that spot. Well, I don't think just anybody doing else is a next to him. No, but, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I think tier. three, four, and five guys could be, there could be three or four guys on that third tier. But I don't think anyone other I don't than think, Patrick I don't Mahomes, think you can
1: have. To the top two tiers with one guy. Maybe it's my game. No, you can't do that. Okay. Well, then only the, the, one guy can be hands down ahead. They give me a, a. You would really say Lamar Jackson has separated from the pack. Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl and went through he Patrick didn't, Mahomes didn't have two MVPs. The two
4: MVPs okay. I think are are, are big. Okay, that, that's, that's why point. I think he's he'd be on his on his own there. So, but I don't think. Having the same number of MVPs as Mahomes, Mahomes has two more Super Bowls and two championships. I don't think they're on the same tier, but I think two MVPs and, a, and an AFC Championship game puts him head and shoulders above of, of everyone who's not Patrick Mahomes.
1: Um, I, I, I think it's you know unfair that quarterbacks just are judged by championships, but I like it since my guy's winning yeah. them.
4: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more agreeable to it now yeah. that I've got one of those guys that's uh, ringing that bell. But and, and I think in modern football, I think that's a more fair. The, the quarterback plays a larger percentage of, of particularly
4: right now in a passing sport, the quarterback plays the largest role of any, any player on any professional sport. So I'm okay with it being the, the, the
1: judgment. Does Patrick Mahomes feel pressure? Not not in this game, just in general. Does he look like a guy that, like, wow, I feel pressure? Wow, we're supposed to win, or wow, I need to get this? Does, that, does he ever look like that? He doesn't look like that,
4: but I think he does feel it all the time. Really? I, I, I think Cause, on, cause on, way on I, himself. Way I think he I puts the pressure on himself. I don't think he ever goes into any game thinking, I don't really need to win here.
1: I, I think he is so much about the competition that there is no such thing as pressure. There's a game to be played, and and it is to be won. And he will do anything and everything he can. I actually think he doesn't – I don't think pressure exists when it comes to playing football. Yeah. Pressure is a dad. Pressure, like, oh, i got to do these things right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the man well enough. But he strikes me like, you know, there was a statement. Michael Jordan said, I can't be nervous about a shot I I haven't taken yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, once you take it, it what's to be nervous about? Which was kind of the point. Like, yeah, I know, I'm not yeah. ever. It's out there. This is what I do, and I think it's because there is a mountain of success. Patrick Mahomes didn't know what he didn't know when he first got to the Kansas City Chiefs, but he knew he'd killed it at every level beforehand. Mm-hmm. He knew he was smart enough to know it would take time and that way we'd get there. That that's what was so great about the conversation he had with Le- LeBron James sitting in that chair, where he said, "I can't wait till the day that I just see it all the way, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady do." He knew he was accomplishing great things. He's already an MVP as he sat there having that conversation. And he knew he would get to where those guys were. And I think when you're a guy, I, I think he is the closest thing we've seen to Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan. And it's Patrick Mahomes. And I don't, I, I wonder, I don't believe Lamar Jackson can come into a game like that. Like, I think Patrick Mahomes can have a terrible, can throw two picks in the first quarter. We know he can be down 24 nothing, Yeah. And not wet his pants. You know, he could be down 10 10
4: with seven or eight minutes left. And not, and not wet his fans.
1: You know, on because the, stage. the next drive, he's going to score because that's what he does. It doesn't matter what's happened beforehand. He will learn from whatever went wrong, and now he will apply it. And he's better this drive than he was the last drive because he yeah. has the information of the last drive. And now, okay, I won't make that mistake again. Let's go get it done. Right, And I and so to me, I don't think he feels pressure. And obviously the Chiefs are the underdog. They're on the road. The Ravens are the one seed. The Ravens are the one that, that you know haven't played an AFC championship game since they were the Baltimore Colts, since the first AFC championship game in their city. So they really want to get it done. And Lamar Jackson really is trying to get to where Patrick Mahomes is. I, I think it got easier for Tom Brady. The longer he went, it's all house money. Yeah. Especially once, you know, he went through Peyton Manning a couple of times. And when he got to five, six and seven just were, I mean, they they were nothing. Right? Like, I mean, he had three early mm-hmm. and then rattled off four, got him tied for the most. Five came two years later. Six came two years later. Seven came two years later or three years later. Right. Yes, eighteen, nineteen. He he won in eighteen. No, no two. It was, years it was two years. Two like, years yeah. later, twenty. It was all the even. He was, numbers. Rat, he was rattling them off every other year, because and I think that's kind of where Patrick Mahomes is, especially with Tom Brady not playing anymore. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers not having the career marks. I, I think that if there's something that's going in, if you if you line these teams up, they look pretty even. Baltimore has by far the more impressive wins. They crushed the Dolphins. They crushed the 49ers. Um, you know they they have three losses. In there as well, but they're the more consistent team. They're rightfully favored in this game because their quarterback's very good and the rest of their team has performed better. And if anybody feels pressure, and I wonder if this has been part of the problem, it's the other 52 guys around Patrick Mahomes, isn't it? Because he's going to do his thing. Yeah. So you damn well better not screw it up. Don't want to let him down. I I wonder if Creed Humphrey has a bit of the yips. If it's gotten in the heads of the receivers, listen, my guy always finds us and he always puts it there. I can't keep dropping this ball. Don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. I wonder if there's pressure on the players around him because he has become virtually a mythical being and they need to play up to his level. And they really haven't done it this year. The defense has, for the most part. But on offense, the tackles haven't. The receivers have it. Travis Kelsey hasn't. He hasn't played to his normal level, which is at a Patrick Mahomes level for his position. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been there. And I wonder if that weighs on him. I wonder if that's the mental part that, Mm. you know, Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore... MVS really struggle with. They know fifteen is going to put it there. You better not screw up. You know it, it's it's probably kind of nice every now and then to have a guy who just sails it. And nah, 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 Mahomes does that. I know he overthrew Kelsey in the the end. And I'm not saying every single throw was right, but but it's it's pretty damn close. <laughs> it's pretty damn close. Yeah. And you know, on top of it, he does nothing but stand up for you. And I bring this up because in Dallas, Texas, it's open season on Dak Prescott. CeeDee Lamb's, what, mom? Mm, yes. Is crapping on Twitter on Dak Prescott. <laughs> Micah Parsons' brother has got shots for Dak Prescott. I mean, how can that be? How do you get there? My theory is Jerry Jones is way too close to the players, and they supersede the coach. Like, when you're buddy-buddy with the owner, you really worried that you're going to get cut by Mike McCarthy? I think Jerry Jones, his want to be one of the guys, his want, his love of football, he definitely loves football, his love of a football team, his love of the camaraderie and the guys, and a want to be in there, which as an owner, you aren't. You know, you're not one of the guys pouring champagne on each other. You can be in that room because you own the room, but you're not one of the guys. No. You, didn't, you know, if it's baseball, you weren't in the cages all spring and off season and working on a new pitch and going through all the crap that they go through. But Jerry Jones wants to be that guy, and he brings himself into that mix, and he undermines his own coaches. You know, part of the success of the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes is the unquestioned leader, and you don't mess with him. In and Andy Reid, I don't think we'll let you mess with him. Give some credit. They've done a good job of finding good people. But if CeeDee Lamb were here... C.D. Lamb's not popping off about Patrick Mahomes. C.D. Lamb wouldn't be popping off about Alex Smith. If you're like, whoa, there's nothing to pop off about him. He wouldn't, no one popped off about Alex Smith. You know who popped off about Alex Smith? Me and other media tubbies. We talked about his shortcomings, but nobody in the Chiefs organization ever did. Now you got a guy that there's nothing to bitch about, so it's a lot easier. But Andy Reid ran that organization, and it speaks to. And Clark Hunt ran the organization as an owner and not not trying to be everybody's best friend when the structure of the organization was in place. They just needed the one thing that everybody really needs to be truly great and to truly have a chance year in, year out, and that is the great quarterback. And once they drop that into the mix, the rest of it falls in line. But in Dallas, it, it's a mess. So, listen, the point of this is I think Patrick Mahomes is on a shelf all by himself. I actually don't think Lamar Jackson winning this game will be enough win it, win the Super Bowl, two MVPs in a championship going through Patrick Mahomes, let's talk. Let's talk. But also what makes them what they are, what's allowed Patrick Mahomes to be what he is, is they do a lot of other things right in this organization. They do a lot of things right. But I do wonder if the pressure does get to some of the guys around. Because there's pressure. Mm -hmm. This town expects you. There are lots of people saying the only thing that will be successful is a Super Bowl. For me, you get to the divisional round, and I even probably lost sight of that a little bit earlier, but having been back in the day where we didn't just know we're going to the AFC Championship game every year, I would have told you that if you can get to the where just twenty-five percent of the league is, that's a success. The division around, whether you get the bye and get there, that is a success. Right? That's a successful season. But you know, it it there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into it for sure. All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I know we got a couple of folks back from yesterday. We left hanging nine one three three eight ten eight ten. You can hit me up on the Twitter. It's at Soren Petro S O R E N P E T R O. Aggressive song. Who is this? This is uh, Muse. Who? Muse. Muse. It's Indiana. so loud, and you're so low. I couldn't hear oh, what you yeah. said.
5: I don't have. I need to work on a. More of a billowing voice. I don't have that. I speak much more from the throat than from below. The belly. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good to know.
5: I have a belly. I just That's don't speak saying. from it.
1: Good to know.
4: We have some, some people th- just don't project as much. Uh, like you project as well as anybody. Like I, I would love to be able to just naturally. Really? Yes. <laughs> there are two or three people. That I was like, I would. I wish I could do that because I really got to push it to get. It to be loud, whereas you don't. See, I, this isn't like like a ha ha joke. You don't seem to have any problem being loud. I, I just some people just have a natural when they talk, man. It fly. It, it comes out. I don't. You know, I don't have that.
1: I give my wife a hard time because if I'm like, "Hey, are we going to do this?" She's like, I, "I can't hear a word you're saying." Really? And then anytime. You know, I'm downstairs. It's like, will you lower your voice? The kids are sleeping. (laughs) Like, well, which is it? you can't hear me or I'm too loud. I can't be both. Yeah. Yeah. You could
4: have maybe like a a quick, a a gate, a boom like that. But uh, Danny kind of has a little bit of that. You're like, is Danny talking? Can you tell what he's saying? And all of a sudden...
1: Well, well Danny, Danny just mumbles along till you try to talk. Then he gets real loud and starts talking real fast because he does not want anyone else to talk.
5: That's da- Danny's uh, move. Funny Danny
1: is definitely that
5: out. Uh fun for me dealing with the levels. Yeah. Because I, I I obviously hear it in your ears, but then also I've got a little monitor here and it's mostly in green, but when it goes to red, you don't want that. And Danny I'll, I'll be like, "Okay, I got to I got to get the slider up. Got to get the slider up. Got to and then, boom, way overmodulated. Oh, God, bring it back. And yeah. He, he really jumps. <laughs> there's a little
4: post-production needed.
1: Yeah. 913 nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Uh Let's go to the phones. Nine one We're going to start. Uh, Amos, we left hanging yesterday. Amos, you're in the program, buddy. Sorry we didn't get to you yesterday. What's on your mind?
2: That's all right. Ty Spagg was up next. So, uh, you know, whatever he said is more important than
1: what I got to say. Yeah, I don't know about that.
2: You know. And I'm loud, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can tell.
2: Hey, I got two things. Uh I don't think the Chiefs have any pressure on them. They're playing with house money, like you guys said. Nobody's expecting them to win against to to Baltimore. <clears throat> and Patrick Mahomes is on his own level in my opinion. None of the other guys and, and uh, the NFL has even compared to what he's done as six years in the NFL. I mean, even me listening to there on ESPN, NFL Network, and all that crap yesterday, I had to take a step back and just realize what this kid has done so far. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes is on his own level. And then one other thought: I know guys yesterday, fans yesterday, and analysts yesterday were saying, "Well, what are the Chiefs going to do about uh, with all those rushing yards?" If you go back, Bill Bill Belichick when he was with the Giants, he did that exact very same thing: let them run on us because I don't believe they can win by throwing the ball. And I'll listen to your comments off there. Love you guys.
1: Yeah, thank you. Know thanks for the call, Amos. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, back at you, buddy. I, I you know. That is interesting. We have, you know, that is something, you know, that we've seen Bill Belichick do. And I think it's one of the reasons why I think he's one of the first ones to figure out throw to win and run when you're winning. Mm-hmm. You want to run here and great. You, you just ran the ball eight times and you got, you know, 32 yards and two first downs. Yep. We didn't give up a big play. You're still not in field goal range. You still got work to do. Right. That's the element that's there. And so I, I, I am with you on that. I, I don't think Baltimore can just run to the victory. They're going to have to put the ball in the air. But they are a team that can beat this team up with the run, and you can not wear a defense out with the run. If they don't get a chance to get after the quarterback, you know how much do they neutralize Chris Jones? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought Chris Jones looked somewhat disinterested in that game last week. Was I the only one?
5: I, I thought my first thought was, is somebody going to ask postgame if he was sick? I
1: thought he was sick. I mean, if it wasn't. A pass rush play, he had very little interest. There was no running it down from behind. There was, you know, it wasn't right at him. He was out. He had the bull rush that sort of forced the bad pass, but that was a pass rush play. And he's tremendous at that. And that's more important than stopping the run. But it doesn't mean you just check out on the run. Right. I mean, I get it in in the last game of the regular season where you're trying to get your sack total. Like, listen, don't get caught up in a pile. You know, we'll play 10 on 11. You know, you focus on trying to get this number and get your get your payday, but that's done now. Now you're trying to win a championship. Now you got to bring it on each and every play. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Let's go to uh, let's see who, who's up next. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff. You're in the program, Jeff. What's going on, buddy?
3: How you doing today?
1: Good, man. What's on your mind?
3: Well, I'm listening to your comments about Mahomes, and I got to thinking about it. I not only think Mahomes is so good that he's on his own chair. I kind of wonder if the tier below him ought to be empty.
1: Yeah, that he's he's two rungs up. Yeah, because
3: what the Chiefs are doing and with him at the head, they're so far of outliers, you know, on a statistical chart. You know, the Chiefs are way up there in the top right corner, and you can't believe they could be that far out. You know, the Chiefs are my second favorite team, so you know, it comes from a little bit of homerism, but not really. I mean, just objectively, they're so dang good. My gosh, in the halls. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to a couple questions. The first yeah. one, uh, uh, the Kansas game yesterday against Cincinnati, I think Self did a great job coaching. And then here's a quiz question, and if you don't get this, I, you can be forgiven for how much is going on. There's a local team that's 19-1 and, and ranked number four in the nation and just won a big game last night. Do you know who that is? Okay. Is that State the K-State women's State team?
4: Winners. They are killing yes. it. Yes. And and they're I just, outstanding. Even on
3: Yeah, I just wanted to say, just give a shout-out to them. Because even though I'm a K-State fan, that's that's a tremendous job, you know. Thanks a lot for letting me make the call.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Very good point, Jeff, and thank you uh, for bringing that up. Yes, K-State's women's basketball team has been fantastic. They're soaring up the chart, and it's a credit to uh, that team, the coach, uh, the athletic department. You know, that they've been a quality program for a while.
5: Aoka freaking Lee. She was she put up sixty something a couple years ago. Yep. She was injured most of last year, and she's back. And boy, is she back!
1: Yeah, uh, they they are quite impressive. And you mentioned the Kansas game last night. Listen, I just sit back and and, and and am going to enjoy watching Bill Self try to mold this team into the best version of what it can be. But I am perplexed at how you can play the bigger lineup now. Elmar Marco Jackson not playing well. I, I'm I'm so I, I'm I'm curious at you know I I will forever like the four-out one-in, right? I'm I'm a big believer in that. And if you can find a big man that can really move and put the, put the ball on the deck, you can play five-out. But, you know, motion, movement, passing, shooting, all that, that's where basketball's gone. You know, I had somebody who's a longtime Kansas fan who got mad at me when I suggested that, and, you know, you were on that uh, text as well, Curtis, that maybe, you know, putting K.J. Adams on the bench a little bit, playing more four out. You know, if you get thirty minutes of, you know, Dickinson, maybe it's maybe it's twenty, twenty two minutes of KJ Adams. All ten that Dickinson's not in there, and ten or twelve minutes they play together. I, I I don't understand how you can have your second biggest player on the floor not rebound and not shoot. <laughs> right. He had three rebounds. Like, if anybody is flying under the radar and not getting criticism, he's been in Lawrence, Kansas, for three years. And I think it's because he wasn't a big recruit, so nobody had big expectations for him. But he's been starting for three years, and he went 11-3 and last night as the four-man. They got beat on the boards by 11 Yes. I mean, soft? I don't know. I don't know what word Bill Self would use to describe it, but it isn't what he's looking for. And so I'm intrigued. There are metrics. You know, Adam was looking up. And he said a lot of the advanced metrics say that this is their optimum lineup. Okay. Well some guys gotta play better. One of them's gotta be KJ yeah. Adams. You can't be locked locked in a duel with
4: with Cincy at home after losses on the road well, to UCF and West I Virginia. I
1: don't know how I don't know how you can be a guy that doesn't either hit the boards or shoot the three in modern basketball. Right. Absolutely. Like he's a fine player, and if you're like, Well that's just what he is. Okay. Well then the failure is in the recruiting that they don't have somebody that puts him down as the sixth, seventh, or eighth man. I I I mean he's a great kid. He's a great kid, but uh, once he doesn't have a guy, you know, going for eleven and three with zero three point attempts.
4: They're not playing thirty-five minutes a game.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's to me, the, the, like, yes, Marco Jackson is not living up to the 20th best player in the country. He looks lost. He seems to just drive to drive, and he doesn't beat anybody when he does drive. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how he got ranked so high. Or if he is that good, I don't know what's going wrong. I have no idea. It definitely doesn't look right. Furphy's been a bit of a godsend. The fact that their second highest rated recruit has stepped in and is playing, certainly the way he played last night. But I mean, the quietest thing is like if you're only going to have five guys, all five got to go, and like twelve and four, I think is his average, right? KJ Adams KJ? is averaging. It's,
5: yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. It is. He's yeah. The ideal scenario for him is he's either a, a guy who spells a, a really good shooting four or uh, an all-American level five, but he's not on what I view a national title-worthy team. I, I would agree, but I, I think it's more
1: the, a lack of options than him being yeah. one of the best. I'm not down on the player. I'm down on the fact that those numbers are in the starting lineup for the Kansas Jayhawks. And we'll talk about it with Gary Parrish, He's going to be with us in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll get into the lineup thing. I mean, and Cincinnati's not a bad team. They're a bubble team. I mean, they, they, may, very well the a, yeah, they may very well be an NCAA tournament team. So it, it, there's no disgrace in that game last night. But it's not Kansas esque to get out rebounded by 11, particularly when you do play two guys that really aren't shooters. Dickinson knocks down open threes. He's a nice stretch fight. You don't guard him, he'll knock it down. But he's not, you know, coming off a screen and popping. No. Right? So if you're going to play that way. You better
4: hit the glass. Oh, by the way, the the thing you mentioned about Patrick Mahomes having a tier below him to his own, I do like that idea, just have, like a place for a man cave. Yeah. You know, you can set up a TV and some couches, maybe put some pictures on the wall. Just have a space. Go I, downstairs. Ah, oh, Yeah, I'm still my spot.
1: Would we say that if he didn't come back against the 49ers? <laughs>
4: Probably not. If he didn't come back but, yeah. against the Eagles? Yeah. I mean, but the fact that's that why I, I get it. It's funny. That, it's for know.
1: comedic purposes. Yes. But... <laughs> That's why I ask, what will it take for somebody to get to that tier? Because it seems like he's light years ahead. How will anybody catch him? Well, if he loses in the AFC Championship game here to Lamar Jackson, and then the Ravens go win it again next year, mm-hmm. and they've gone back-to-back and he's got just as many MVPs, he's done something Patrick Mahomes hasn't done. Yep. So it's not like we're eight years away from anybody even no. being able to say, you're there. It seems like it. Yeah, but it's a snapshot, if
4: you put everyone's you know uh, resume up and you go, what's that one that has... Two pages on it, and they're
1: all full. go win on the road at Buffalo, win on the road at Baltimore, and win a third championship, hang a back-to-back, and maybe even a third Super Bowl MVP, where all the other quarterbacks in football, the only other champions are Aaron Rodgers with one, Matt Stafford with one. Who else? Among active... Joe Flacco, I guess, technically is active. Russell Wilson is
4: back. Russell Wilson... And that's it. All with one, though. All with one. Now, now we're starting yeah. to get. Th- then you're looking at it might be a ten, it might be ten years before someone it, it could even think about can, it. can
1: get when to this, this
4: win this and you're half a generation away yeah, because quietly we're
1: now. six years into him. Yes, t- it's, it's taken six years yep. and you know one more year in the twenties. Yeah, and then he's in his thirties. Yeah, right. So. You know, soak it up and enjoy it, people. Nine one three Let's go to uh, Steve. You're in the program, Steve. What's going on, buddy?
0: Hey, guys. I love the show. Listen, um, I would like to be able to keep Chris Jones. I really would like to figure out a way. Maybe we could just do a bigger incentive since it doesn't go against the salary cap. I don't want to let Sneed go. The guy has been... I mean, I don't know how that he wasn't all pro, but whatever. Um, I really would like to, to, to keep him also. Um, I, know, I don't know about Willie Gay. I don't know what he's going what kind of money he's going to be asking for. But I, got, I would like to see the team, Brett Beach, somebody figure out how we can keep Chris Jones. Because even though he might have had an average game last week, the guy has been super dominant all year long. So I, I really would like to figure out a way to keep him. And Snead
1: and not let him walk. Well, I mean, when you figure it out, let me know because there's. Well, how
0: much money do you think Chris wants?
1: Thirty-three million dollars a year.
0: He wants thirty-three million dollars a year, and how old is he?
1: Uh, thirty, I he, mean, thirty. Uh, did he yeah. turn thirty this year, or is he going to turn thirty? One or the other.
0: Okay, so okay, so we, how about a two-year contract for forty million? No chance. No chance.
1: Him. He's not taking it. There are lots of teams that'll give him that. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: okay, so who's, who who do you think would sign Chris Jones? The Bears. There are all kinds of teams with tons of cap room that will come calling for Chris Jones. This is how it works. I mean, teams win Super Bowls, good players. They got their ring, and now they want to get paid. He is off to get paid. He held out as the defending Super Bowl champions under a franchise tag. He held out all of camp. Okay, that it didn't seem to hurt his productivity. it hurt him against the Lions, which may be the reason why they're not playing at home right now. I think the Chiefs play better on the road
0: anyway. I really do. Really? I I think they played much tighter at home. I can't tell you why. How many Super Bowls have they gone
1: to when they've had to go on the road in the playoffs?
0: Everybody said Patrick Mahomes couldn't win on the road, and he went up to a nasty place like Buffalo and beat them. And the game shouldn't have been as close as it was if it wasn't for
1: soft soft Uh, men. the game is just like all the others. You can say that about every game. This is who they are this year. And to be honest with you, they're going to have to play the same way against Baltimore because Creed Humphrey's going to roll a snapback. Chris Jones isn't going to try on running plays. Do you think suddenly they're all going to get it all together? This is who they are.
0: I, I don't. I don't know. I I'm not going to go like Chris Jones played 15 games this or 16 games this year. Now 17 games, and he had one bad game, and he doesn't care about the run. I, I, I think that's a little bit.
1: Well, I think. The listen, there's a thing on NFL.com. I appreciate the call, Steve. You, you can go look and you watch and you see if you see a guy hell bent uh, to cause havoc and destruction on every play. Because I don't.
4: No. And it's, it's, there's no way that somebody won't give him the money he, yeah. he he's – he, it's going to happen. Just get used to it.
1: I know politics is filled with people that will just blow smoke up your rear end and tell you, yeah, you, you, know, you don't have to pay taxes, and we'll give you all your services, and it's all going to be – it don't work like that. They're full of it, okay? And the salary cap is real, and there isn't a way to figure it out. Math is math. Numbers are numbers. He wants to be paid. He deserves to be paid. He deserves to be paid. He's proven it. But I'm going to tell you, a 30-plus-year-old defensive tackle sucking up 20% of your salary cap? No. No. Bad idea. Teams who are trying, to, GMs trying to save their job. Give $30 million to Chris Jones to go 11 and 6 and get in the playoffs and save their job. That's where he's headed next. He's not headed to the 49ers because they got their own cap issues. He's headed to a team. He ain't going to
4: Buffalo because they're about to have
1: massive yeah, cap issues. He is headed to a team that's trying to get to the playoffs. He's going to get a big payday and he's going to play someplace else next year. Listen to the program. Is this on? Got this thing? It's not your fault. We don't have a button in here. I don't know. Yeah. Want... yeah, we did just move in, so you know, 913-3810-810, the uh, phone number. Uh, taking your phone calls here, talking some Chiefs, little KU basketball. I see Pat wants to talk some hoops. We'll get to her here in a second. Kyle's up next, though. You're in the program, Kyle. What's going on, buddy?
0: Hey, siran Thank you for taking my call. And by the way, I just want to say thank you all so much. You guys do a fantastic job.
1: Thank you. I all appreciate right. that very much. So.
0: Nice. And uh, so, uh, I I have a couple questions for you, Saran, Because sure. man, and I may be a dummy for asking this, Siren. So please forgive me. There are
1: no dumb questions. Just curves. Um, just dumb so. people like me.
0: <laughs> so my first. Per- <laughs> so my first question is, um, I don't know if you guys. Maybe I'm just thinking this over my top of my head, but I got my. So, do you guys know the color of the Super Bowl logo this year? Uh, It's purple. It's the Baltimore purple color and the 49er red color. It's the 49ers color. Damn year And last year it was the Chiefs and Eagles color, and then the year before that it was the Bengals and Rams colors. I'm just – am I being maybe – do you think the NFL may be a little rigged? That's my first question.
1: No. No. In fact, there's a tweet out there. Uh, somebody sent to me that uh, there's an official that always uh, prefers the road game, road team (laughs) and he gives a huge advantage to the road team and the NFL has kept this in their back pocket and he's going to officiate in Baltimore uh, because they need to make sure that the Chiefs get to the championship oh gosh yeah. So, no, I don't. I think they they – I'm sure that logo was probably decided months ago, and it's just coincidence somewhere on where – on, you know, who's there, who's still left playing. Would oh, be okay. my guess.
0: Okay, Sharon. Uh, and I appreciate you for clearing that up, because me and my buddy have a podcast, and we were debating that the other day. Yeah.
1: So, no, I think you're and, safe.
0: Okay. And my second question is, Sharon um, – Man, we have, I, am I'm, I'm old school. I love defense. Uh, I think this is the best defense I think the Chiefs had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, but here's the thing, so in My opinion is since we have the best quarterback in the league right now, argue, arguably the best quarterback. I, do you think the Chiefs? I see. What I would rather have, Saran is a rank. Thirteenth defense and the number one offense every yes. year, every yes. year. So my my with the cap that we have, I understand cap is an issue. But should we trade some of our defensive players? I mean, in order to get good players, you got to trade good players, right? Should the Chiefs make since we have a cap issue? Should the Chiefs try to trade off a good player? Like, all right, I, I may cut. I may cut some. Splat, some Black for this, Siren, I may get it, right. But should we trade like William Gay and uh, McDuffie or no. Steve? So that's uh, that's to a, get to get a, a decent to add a wide receiver with, with Rashad Rice and yeah. just to build our offense around. I, I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, sorry. it does.
1: It does. And I think and I think you're right. And Kyle, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for the kind words, buddy. It's always good to hear from you. And I think you're on something. A couple things. One, you can't trade. Just trade. Donovan Smith, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, Mike Dana, Derek Naughty, Chris Jones, or Legereus Sneed, or Mike Edwards, because they're all free agents, right? So now you can put a franchise tag and then trade them. And really the only two candidates out of that group, based on how much you'd have to pay them, are Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones. I could see a franchise tag on the Snead and maybe even play him on that franchise tag for a year or franchise him and trade him. The Chiefs, I think, have viewed corner as somewhat like the running back position. They can draft him. They can coach him up. And they got to keep turning him over. And, and listen, I'll point this out. Name the corner that a team just gave a second contract to and said, we are so happy to pay this guy that money. Jalen Ramsey's three teams down the road from the team that gave him his second contract. He keeps getting moved because everybody gets to the end of the year and they go, we can't have this much tied up in him. I mean, he's pretty good, but we can't have it. And then there's a team that's like, well, we got some cap room and we need a corner, so we'll go get him. But nobody is given that kind of money. Patrick Peterson... Wasn't any big deal coming down the end of his, you know, second contract. He's still in the league, but he's not a number one corner. No. It is a 20, feels like to 26, 27-year-old position. You know, your athletic peak is 27. I mean, you may not, for me, I didn't start feeling bad till I got to 30. But the, the, the what is it, not ergonomics, is it ergonomics? What is it? Whatever the body, the physiology of it. Yeah is that you start to decline after age 27. And I think that corner position, more than anything, is a quick twitch position. And when you start losing the quick twitch, you start losing the ability to play it. So... If I'm Brett Beach, I franchise tag LaJarrius Sneed, and I try to trade him. If there's a market. If there's not a market, I let him walk, and I take the draft picks. Because this team needs more draft picks.
4: But you don't let him play under a franchise tag for
1: you. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, because it depends on what I think I'm going to be able to have in the wide receiver market. If I'm going to be given an a MVS contract to Gabe Davis, then I might keep LaJarrius Sneed. If that's the best wide receiver I'm going to be able to get in free agency, and I kind of suspect that might be it. Um, if I can make a run at T. Higgins, then LeJarrius Snead's got to go because i got to have the money for T. Higgins. You also... But I don't think T. Higgins is going to get to free agency, nor Michael Pittman either. I think both those teams are going to keep him. To kind of further that point about youth, I think this team is especially in a good
5: spot to have young youth in the secondary in the cornerback position. They have such an incredible secondary coach in Dave Merritt who... Based on a comment, at some point in the regular season, because of the age of his children, yeah. says he's probably not interested in taking a D.C. job for the next few years, and he's outstanding at his job.
1: Yeah, and that's great news for Chiefs fans. And by the way, Steve is really good at the secondary part of the equation as well. So, yeah, and listen, it makes all the sense in the world, and Curtis ran the numbers on it. You know, the difference between what... what, what it, was, we, it was third and twelfth.
4: Right with the numbers we we, we did. And a team that is third in offense and twelfth in defense, this is points scored and points allowed, has an average margin difference per game of four points. You're four points better against your opponent if you're third in points and twelfth in points allowed than you are if those numbers are flipped. Yeah, because all the teams
1: at the top in points, like the Chiefs are number two, but it's like a point and a half down to like number eight. Yes. Right. So there's a bunch of teams bunched up there in points allowed. But if you are a truly top scoring team, you are steps ahead. You make more of a difference. And the game is based upon points. Yeah. You are in a better shape to be yeah. the higher ranked offense your average margin higher scoring. Goes
4: from, yeah, your average margin in more than doubles. It goes from about three point two to almost seven points a game if you're third in points and twelfth in points allowed.
5: So a good rule of thumb, I think, for age and cornerbacks is the age at which the hangovers really start to hurt is about the age you wouldn't be a good cornerback anymore. <laughs>
1: That's an important tip there. Thank you. Pat, you're in the program. What's going on, Pat?
6: Hey, I just want to tell you one thing. You're keeping me from my housework. Okay. I had one comment to make about Mr. Jones. Unless you can do three or four sacks in a game... Then you're you don't have any room to want to raise. Okay. So anyway, but on my uh, my good friend, Mister KJ KJ Adams, what KU needs and you you know it too is we need a big man coach. Really? We have three, yeah, we have three coaches that sit over there on the bench <laughs> and. Uh, uh, lean and look at the floor or they don't they never say anything maybe they can't say anything i don't know how that place gets run i love bill south i love ku they're my favorite but uh and i love kj i think um he needs to maybe do a little bit more barking at mr dickerson the man can't jump. He has white man's disease, apparently, and he's not aggressive around the basket, and he's seven foot. What the heck is wrong with him? So is it the coaching? If we Do we need a big man coach?
1: You know, that's a, that's a good question. I'm going I'm to I'm hang up and, and let you listen off the air so you can get back okay. to your housework, Pat. Thank you for the call. I good, appreciate it. Goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Um, you know, actually... That coaching staff, and, and I think it starts with Bill Self, is considered to be some of the best when it comes to working with big men. And I think you're seeing the, the athletic limitations of Hunter Dickinson and why Hunter Dickinson at seven feet tall and averaging 19 points and leading Michigan in scoring in the Big Ten wasn't going to get drafted last year. Right? you see in the physical limitations. You know, he, he's not... Very athletic. You can't coach him into, into jumping
4: an extra three inches.
1: Yeah, or being explosive. And when you can't jump, you you can't explode across the floor. You don't cut, you know, you're just not an explosive player. And But he's a very skilled player, and he's, he certainly has some value. He, he he's grabbing more than ten boards a game. His height is working to his advantage. I mean, he uses it. You know, I think for K.J. Adams, I'd like to see him be able to step out and knock the three down. He plays great defense. He can play guys a lot bigger than him. He moves his feet well. He can play against smaller guys. That's why he's out there on the floor is because of the defense he gives them. But it would be nice if he had spent an entire summer getting a three-point shot. Because right now, they leave him wide open, and the ball just sticks. It just dies right there. Because you can sag back off him and help on anything coming through. So there's no motion coming underneath that you can get the ball to. Because his guy sags off him because he can't shoot. He's
5: also actually a pretty good dribbler. Yeah. And if he developed a shot, as, as they are backing off of him, I mean... If they got closer to him because he had a shot, that's a great opportunity to start driving too. Yeah. And so he's kinda not using not able to use that tool because of how much they're sagging off of him now.
1: Listen, if you have a kid and they want to play basketball, I'm gonna tell you this, and I and I you know I, I watch some little league basketball here and there. I coached a couple of years of little league basketball. Most kids shot is god awful. I mean it just sucks. You know, and you can look at your little peewee coach who has them two nights a week for an hour. That's not your shot doctor. Mom, dad, brother, sister, somebody's got to get out there and get the ball in their hand right and get that shot off. But the game of basketball, Joel Embiid went for 70 last night. He's seven feet one. He knocks down threes, he rains threes. If you can't shoot, you're soon to be eliminated from the game of basketball. You're We are quickly going to a game that all five guys better be able to put it up from behind the arc. That's where it is. So you got a little one that thinks they like basketball, they damn well better be able to shoot because that's where it's going. And, you know, Kevin Durant said it last night in reference to Joel Embiid's 70 points, by the way, a Philadelphia 76er record, and Wilt Chamberlain played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Think about that. <laughs>
4: exactly,
1: um, But, you know, Kevin Durant said the game is at its peak. It's never been better. And he's right. The skill level of the players is out of this world. And he added, and the coaches are coming up with sets that are out of this world. They're getting open looks for fours and fives from three. You know, the game has never been better. A- and I agree. And so, listen, K.J. Adams is a fine player. It's college basketball. It's not the NBA. But, like, very soon everybody on a top-five team will be knocking down threes. And I think that's why this is not going to be a top-five team at the end of the year. And that's why I don't think they're going to be a one-seed this year. Because there are limits. They don't shoot the ball well enough. They have some guys in Timberlake and Jackson who are supposed to be able to shoot, but they're not. And they're somewhat... I think on borrowed time with McCullough, who's been shooting better than he ever has in his career. Now I think he's made some marked improvement, but he's kind of settling back down to where he was. And Dewan Harris is a guy that's, you know, always been the if you leave me open, I'll I'll stick it for you. But he's not raising up with a hand in his face and knocking down threes. So they're very, very limited in how they can shoot threes. They damn well have to win. Shot volume is the most underrated statistic in basketball. Getting shots. Right? You can steal it. That was Mike Anderson and 40 minutes of hell. Take the ball away. Get more possessions that way. You can rebound it. Offensive glass. They got almost no. But they were going on. What was it? Was Jay Billis doing the game last night? Or was Jay doing a different game? Jay was it it, was Billis. Okay, because I thought it was him. Because I watched several games last night. I couldn't remember which one he was doing. But he's like, uh, Kansas has four offensive rebounds. Three of them are by Furphy.
5: And they've got a footer.
1: They're, they got out-rebounded by 11. And they're not picking up extra points knocking down threes, so something's got to give. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Larry, you're in the program. What's going on, Larry?
7: Hey, a comment and a question. A long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Hey, I wanted to compliment you guys first on the way you take turns. You were talking a bit ago about the intonation and volume of your voices. And you take turns and you make points without screaming. Uh, I'm a retired middle school teacher, (laughs) and kids just couldn't figure out how to do that.
1: Larry, if you could please talk to my wife right now and tell her (laughs) that I talk in the right tone and the right way, you would do me so much good at home.
7: Well, give me your number off the air. Okay, okay. But one of the reasons I say that is I listened to Stephen H. Smith two weeks ago on ESPN Scream at the top of his lungs and belittle his colleagues. I turn it off and I won't turn it on again until he's not on the air. I'm. I put up with it for a couple of years and I'm just done. Yeah. Um. You know. And so I appreciate your efforts. Well, on thank there. you. Thank you very much. Um, here's. I got two questions. Number one, who is supposed to be the Chiefs' uh, 11th man on the failed?
1: Uh, yeah, that's that. I need to go back and uh, mm-hmm. the All 22s is out. It should be out this afternoon. It might be out now. They don't have many games to do. Hell, it ought to be out by now. Yeah, yeah, um, I need to go back and look at that. I haven't. I haven't tried to figure out who it is, but that's a good question, Larry. I don't know off the top of my head.
7: Yeah, I've been trying to find that. Uh, last question, then I'll get off the air. Um, now my mind went blank. Thanks a lot.
1: While well, well, <laughs> you're thinking of, of what it was, try to try to think of it real quick. I will say Thursday, we'll have Dave Tobe. I assume we'll get the uh, co- uh, coordinators, and so we'll get a chance, hopefully, to ask him and say, hey, who, who uh, didn't get out yes, there?
4: Yes, Dave Tobe will be there.
1: He'll be on Thursday, oh. so we'll try to find out. Did you, uh, real quick,
7: yeah. remember the yeah. other one? Yeah. I uh, Sneed, when he did his drug test, have
1: we heard any results on that? On a drug test?
7: Yeah, he, he was... But Jerry Seed was called in the... Uh,
1: well, that happens... I, I, and let me let you go, Larry, because we're running short on time. But guys get randomly checked, and I don't think there's any red flags out there. But you kind of piqued my interest. But they, they always pull guys on a regular yeah. basis to do that. I don't think that was anything out of the normal, but I'll try to find out. All right, Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 in a loss last night. What
4: player holds the record for points scored in a game in which their team lost? Brought to you by Good Sense.